Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us, the editor of the Weekly Standard, Bill Crystal. And Bill, you started off the you know somebody besides Hegel movement, and could it be that there is a slight bit of traction? Well, I think it's got a lot of traction, in particular after Senator Hegel's miserable performance before the Armed Services Committee last week, where really, even if you didn't have all the policy objections to him that I have and objections about his record, you just watched that and thought he's not up to being Secretary of Defense, which is a serious job and really deserves a serious person in charge of that department. Uh, We're facing a lot of threats. The department's going to be downsized, probably more than I would like, but still, especially at a time like this, you need someone competent, knowledgeable uh, in that job. And and I think think if you polled the Senate privately, there'd be no one who says Chuck Hagel should be the next Secretary of Defense. Will President Obama be able to hold enough to hold the Democrats and basically get it through on something close to a party-line vote and intimidate Republicans from filibustering? Perhaps, but let's see. There's a few more days and maybe a week or two here of debate. Uh, Senator Levin, the chairman of Armed Services, wants to move the vote Thursday, but I think that might get postponed. I don't think all the information's in. So uh, it's worth fighting, and it does clarify, the, you know, the fact that Obama's insisting on Hagel, I think, is a clarifying moment. Uh, clarifying in what way? I mean, uh, the the question I've been asking you here on the podcast in the beginning is, what's the win for Obama here? You're, it certainly seems to be the case he's going to demand it. What is it telling us about either President Obama or the Senate Democrats that he's making this demand and it appears they're going to acquiesce? Well, that's a good, I mean, it's a good way of putting the question. So I think about the Senate Democrats, what it tells us is that none of them has the courage or the nerve or thinks his defense is important enough, perhaps, to go up against President Obama. I think if someone, if you put someone like Hagel, a former Republican senator, who's just manifestly not well qualified for the job, up for a position that a lot of Democrats cared a lot about, where there was domestic money being spread around, domestic interest groups, domestic domestic interest groups being appeased, domestic policy uh, concerns, they they, they cared a lot about that, they would object. They would have gone to the Obama White House privately and said, I'm sorry, he's not up to it. He's not not with us anyway on a lot of these issues, or hasn't been in the past. Um, But with defense, they care so little about, honestly, that they're ready to rubber stamp um, a guy who should not have that job. And I, I, it's very distressing for what it says about the lack of seriousness of the Democratic Party about defense. Someone like Chuck Schumer, the Democratic senator from New York, who portrays himself as a great guardian of Israel. This guy is anti-Israel. I mean, he'll be the most anti-Israel defense secretary in decades. Um, at a time when Israel is under existential threat from Iran and has all kinds of other issues in its neighborhood, and Chuck Schumer's Mr. Defender of Israel, Mr. Guardian of Israel, he calls himself. Uh, he turns out not to be a Guardian of Israel. He's a Guardian of Obama. Of so, Obama. so what have we clarified so I, about very, Obama, then? It's sad what it tells us about the Senate Democrats. What it tells us about Obama is that he likes him personally. Uh, Biden really likes him. And they just they want to stick it to Republicans. They want to have a vet. They want to have a pseudo-Republican there to justify all the defense cuts and a vet to justify uh, all the cuts in the military. And so I think they've made a very cynical calculation that somehow he helps deflect criticism more than anyone else. I do not believe that deep in their hearts they really think he'd be better at running the Defense Department than people like Ash Carter and Michelle Flournoy, who served in the Defense Department, uh, number two and number three jobs in in Obama's first term, and who were well-respected on both sides of the aisle. So it's distressing what it says about the Senate Democrats, distressing what it says about President Obama. I think the Republicans have done pretty well. I will say this. I do think for those of us who've worried about the Republican Party and doesn't have any spunk and it can it fight and can it fight intelligently, I've got to say on the Hagel fight, they've, they've behaved well. That, that, that day, the Senate Armed Services Committee hearing last week was a moment where most of the Republican senators, you know, one saw, asked tough questions. They asked them intelligently. 
they they didn't make fools of themselves. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's not the, the <laughs> highest standard in the world, but it's it's something. But the Republican is the best you can do, I'm afraid. Uh, but they were helped though by that uh, by that brilliant Republican leadership from Chuck Hagel, who proved that no matter how easy the question, he could find a way to screw it up. And it is fascinating to watch how they're going to rally around him. I want to ask you, Bill Crystal, I've got you about uh, defense policy in general. You mentioned that the Senate was willing to let this clearly not great candidate go by because they don't care about defense. Can you imagine the reaction of Senate Democrats or Senate uh, or House Democrats, anyone, if under Bush, the Department of Justice had issued a document saying, well, sometimes you just got to kill Americans without due process? Right. Apparently, it's not the official Office of Legal Counsel opinion, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a white paper. It's a little unclear, to me at least, uh, what its legal status is. Um, look, I don't know that I object to the policy substantively at all. I'm, I'm pretty hawkish in terms of killing senior al-Qaeda leadership, whatever their nominal nationality. But, uh, yeah, it is amazing that if they just roll over for this, uh, maybe they won't, you know. And but again, what does that tell, what does that tell us? I <laughs> They're going to roll over. Partisan uber alles. The Democrats in Washington have decided this is all about partisan victory, period. And they could care less about long-term debt or about killing Americans or about the damage they do to due process. They don't care, Bill Crystal. Well, I think, unfortunately, you're right to a greater degree than someone like me would like to acknowledge. <laughs> I still would like to hope that we have two responsible parties, or at least one occasionally responsible party, and one other party that tries to be responsible, <laughs> even if it doesn't always succeed, in our nation's capital. But it is distressing. I think it's an opportunity. I, I, I think it, well, if you talk to most Republicans on the Hill, I was just up there having lunch with the congressman, you know, they think, well, foreign policy, defense policy, very complicated. Domestic policy is the opportunities. I actually think it could turn out over the next two years. The Republican Party is, going to, is willing to step up and be serious about national security. Right. doesn't mean you have to even agree with them on everything, but just, I mean, take the issue seriously about what's going on in the world and our own readiness and even the legal questions raised by drone strikes, this whole gamut of national security issues. I think voters might look up in a year or two and say, geez, we, we need to put a party in charge that is serious mm-hmm. about defending the country and, and thinking through strategically how that happens and what legal structure we ha- need to have in place. But, I mean, for now, unfortunately, though they did a good job on Hegel, if you talk to Republicans on the Hill, they, they, they sort of get off national security stuff as quickly as possible and get back to domestic. And God knows there are plenty of domestic challenges. But I, I really look around the world and I look at what, how ill-prepared and we are at home and the people who are going to be in charge of, 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 of defense and foreign policy. And I think about uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden and John Kerry and Chuck Hegel, four ex-senators. None of them has run anything. None of them has been serious about the world, and most of them have been wrong right. in, in the fundamental decisions that, have, were, that they encountered while they were in the United States Senate. And I think about those four making foreign policy, national security policy for the United States of America, and I get worried. Uh, and why wouldn't you be? This is one of my favorite questions to ask uh, people on the left here in New England, where I, uh, I am, when they start talking about the two parties and they, they play the, you know, we're the smart people card, which you hear from the left all the time. I always say, so I'm like, take John Kerry, name a singer, single major policy he got right. Names, go back to Reagan, Reaganomics, right. wrong, confronting the Soviets, wrong, uh, you know, uh, the missiles, in, moving the missiles into Europe, wrong, and then you just roll through everything, and it's 90% demonstrably wrong. The problem is, Bill Crystal, the way I see it, is that there's no one in the media keeping score on the left. They keep score on the right. In fact, they attribute losses to the right that aren't really there, but no one ever confronts uh, leaders on the left and say, here's your record of service for 30 years, look at all the big things you just missed. Yeah, Kerry has the unique, not unique, but the rare distinction mm-hmm. of being both wrong and incredibly cocky and arrogant exactly. in his 
in his wrongness, you know. So he's he's a, but of course he does share that a little bit with the others, uh, Obama and Biden and Hagel. Yes. It's going to be quite a group. I, I hope uh, I trust the country will will survive, and maybe the Republicans can even but, mitigate some of the damage they'll do. But it, it is genuinely worrisome. And I, uh, you're right, the media should hold them accountable, but also the opposition party has to hold them accountable. Sure. And this is where I think the Hagel hearing and the Hagel vote. Uh, are important. I mean, I think if 41, 42, 43 Republican senators vote against Chuck Hagel, uh, it signals the Republican Party is not on board the Obama administration national security agenda for the second term. And I think that lays the groundwork then for really responsibly opposing the dangerous parts of Obama's national security policy over the next four years. You know, clueless is one thing. Arrogant is another thing. But when you put clueless and arrogant together, it's a terrible mix. When you, and I when hate you put to clueless see... and arrogant together, you've got John Kerry. <laughs> and I hate it. You're when a they... senator. You're a man. You I, know? I, I hate when they I step into that. I think... I think he's Michael Graham. Thank Senator. you, thank you. So, well, not not for long. We're trying to replace him up here, although the Republicans don't seem to have a candidate, Bill. That's <laughs> the that's the real challenge. Um, we've got uh, we will cover more of this in upcoming podcasts. Obviously, thank you, Bill Crystal, for your time. Listen, check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.